Last week, we kind of pivoted from a couple of weeks after Easter, and uh, we said that the, in the lead-up to Easter, is, that's typically a time where people tend to uh, stop doing something or they remove something out of their life. And Easter becomes that pivot point in life or in the season where we can decide to cultivate something or add something back in, develop some of those um, more God-honoring habits. And when we do that, it actually can help to overcome a lot of the things that come our way. It can not only reinvigorate our life, but it can work to uh, reduce the stress that we feel. One of the actual um, things that they've learned about joy in particular is that joy is like a booster shot for your emotions. That when you actively seek to cultivate more joy in your life, it actually builds up that deep well within you. Almost uh, circumventing or counteracting all of the negative stuff that tends to come our way. So last week we highlighted those three areas of focus and they're also listed on the insert in your bulletin. Cultivating joy, which is that heart focus, or cultivating action, which is a focus on hands or doing, or cultivating perspective, which is primarily a head focus. And all of those, even by focusing on one of those areas, tend to kind of like bleed one into another. So like if I'm doing something with my hands, focusing on cultivating action, often that also affects my heart and it affects my mind at the same time and vice versa, depending on what you choose to focus on. And that challenge is to focus on one of those areas over the next month. And if, as I said, if you didn't get a chance to start last week, then start this week and just extend it out by a whole another week. And the goal is that by the end of four weeks, you might actually start to see or feel some sense of that habit forming and want to even keep going. Maybe not as formally as putting some structure in, but I know that in my life when I want to develop better habits, a little bit of structure, especially at the beginning, is a good thing. Sometimes even sharing that structure with one other person is a good thing as well. So take the, take the insert, use it, Throw it away, modify it, do whatever it takes to help you to cultivate what you want to focus on over this next month. This week, we're zeroing in on joy. Next week, it, when we are in Buchanan Park, we'll focus on action, and then we'll follow, and then we'll finish it up by focusing on perspective in the third Sunday from now as well. We know that joy is a gift of God that actually lives. It's something that we receive, and it lives and grows within us. It's not something that is necessarily inherent to us. It's something that actually takes work because it's a received gift of God. And especially when things are not going well, it's even more important at those times to work on cultivating joy in our lives. It acts like that battery recharger. Maybe you have one at home. Or it's that cultivating of the soil that I know, um, Ray, you brought in some plants over there, and that's one of the things uh, I was just reminded of. You've got some plants that you brought in, and people are free to take, if they want to know what it is, if, they, if you want to take something home with you and plant it in a pot or a garden of your, that you're uh, starting up this spring, you can talk to Ray afterwards, right? It's all, try to give everything away. <laughs> if he would 
would like it. And I know that for you, like cultivation is actually a real thing and something that actually brings you joy. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few moments. I want to do two things today. I want to look at what the Bible has to say about joy, or at least some of what the Bible has to say about joy. It's always important to turn to the Word so that we let the Word direct us and not, and not start with the world directing us, but allow the Word to direct our activity in the world. And then secondly, I want to share um, together what are some of the ways that you have experienced joy just in the last week? Or how have you worked to cultivate something that brings you joy in the last week? The word cultivate is not a passive word. It's not something that is just gonna happen because you want it to happen. It's something that actually takes work. It's an active word to cultivate. What are some of the just basic things that go into cultivation when you think of like cultivating plants? To me, it's all fabric soil. I mean, if you have good soil... I can just sit down now then. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that plant wants to have nutrient base to pour its roots to flow in, so that's the most thing that starts to cultivate. So when we are engaged in the work of cultivating, seeking to grow or develop in different ways, we become an active participant in that process. Now, a lot of this, when it comes to spiritual growth, is something that the Holy Spirit is at work with us, inside of us. So it's like a partnership between us and the Holy Spirit as we are in this cultivation. The first verse um, that I listed on the back of your bulletin, says is Psalm 34 8 it says taste and see that the Lord is good oh the joys of those who take refuge in him so if we want to cultivate good soil in order to produce good fruit this is one of the best verses in the entire Bible it says take refuge in him your proximity to the Lord is a direct link to experiencing joy. Even if you are down, you can experience joy because joy is not emotion dependent. You know, our emotions, they rise up and down every single day, sometimes many times. Uh, the, other, the other night, we were, uh, we were out with Roxy and Charles and little Isaac, and he would go from, as you've seen, he would go from just high energy, laughing and running around to total meltdown and then back again in a matter of like three seconds. You know, those, our emotions are always subject to these ups and downs. Joy is that deeper kind of abiding sense that can, that can uh, grow within us and sustain us for the long haul. Cultivating good soil produces Good fruit, the joys of those who take refuge in Him. Now, this isn't an accident. It actually takes work. We don't just stumble usually into this. We are participating in this process. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. I'm starting in kind of the Old Testament. Uh, look at some of the verses related to joy. It says, "When I discovered your words, I devoured them." They are my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord God of heaven's armies. 
So the very word of God is also something that sort of develops our joy within, fueling and sustaining us. They are my joy and my heart's delight. That the more we are in the word, the more we are actually focused on seeing what is God doing and what are God's priorities in the world. When I discovered your words, I always liked that phrase, I devoured. This is New Living Translation, by the way, NLT. I devoured them. That more than just gaining a bunch of facts or new knowledge when we read the Bible, we're ingesting the very word of God. And when you eat food physically, it transforms your body, sometimes in ways that we don't always like. When we ingest the word of God, it does the same kind of thing, body, soul, mind, and spirit. Isaiah 55 says, it is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. As it's described here, joy is like this attitude that spills over into all of life. And the joy and jubilance that is experienced when you are in relationship with God, it actually affects how you experience life with everyone else around you. Your human relationships are not always infused with joy. Am I right? Yes, we know that that is true. We're just sort of putting that on the table there. That's why our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is so important because that relationship allows us to experience the deep joy that God desires for us and allow that to spill out into all of the, the interactions that we have with the people around us. The people that we love but don't always like. Cultivating like many good things takes time. As Ray said, how you prepare the soil is everything. It requires working in step with the leading of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5 is that well-known passage on uh, joy and all of the fruits of the Spirit. Let me read just a couple of verses from that, starting with verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. A little bit later on in chapter 5, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Most of, the, most of that list of fruit, we've already sung about just about, I think we've hit almost all of this this morning already, and we'll, we'll hit a little bit more in just a few moments. The Holy Spirit is at work producing this. You're not on your own. When I look at a list like that, I think, oh man, there are some that I'm definitely better at than others. And that might be true for most of us here today. There are things that come more easy to us. But God desires that we, we are working to grow all of this fruit. Now we know that when, we're, when we grow fruit, it doesn't all look the same. Some of it might be a little more meager. Some of it might be more abundant. But it, we're not doing this alone. We're doing this in connection with the Holy Spirit. 
producing this kind of fruit. The very next chapter, chapter 6, says you will always harvest what you plant. The seeds that you plant determine the harvest that you, is it reap? Reap, yes. I'm making sure I said the right word. Yes. Those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Each night as we rest, hopefully, we incorporate the previous day actually into us. Body, soul, spirit, mind. We assimilate the meals we've eaten, the experiences we've had, the emotions that we encounter, the things that we learn, the conversations, the various thoughts that we have. All of it gets incorporated physically into our bodies, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. Whatever is produced from that in our life becomes easy to see. So the Bible gives us a little bit of a roadmap. You will always harvest what you plant. So if we want to harvest good fruit like joy and love and peace, what are we planting? And what is the condition of the soil, as you said earlier? Thankfully, the Lord is gracious to us. He provides everything that we need and he promises to be with us and that we don't have to do this alone. In fact, we, we have brothers and sisters to be able to do this as well to produce this good fruit. So as you think about just this past week, this is where I like to ask some questions. What are some of the ways that you have experienced joy? And don't worry, you don't have to over-spiritualize it either. It can be very simple things. Sometimes those are the best things. Yeah. I watched Angela do something very out of character for her. Okay. And uh, she auditioned for a musical with Amy. Ooh. And, uh, I think around six o'clock last night she walks in and she goes, I auditioned for a musical. And just watching her walk around with a little smile on her face for her to do something so brave. Um, nice. We've been working on with her and so she's just walking yeah. a little bit on clouds but also terrified. So it's, yeah. it's just been fun to watch her kind of grow into. Cool. Her teen years because COVID kind of delayed us all, I think. Yeah. It can be scary to take that first step, too, especially when you're putting yourself out there for, for the first time. That is an extremely terrifying uh, thing. She had a little bucket in case she'd go out. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely check. That's definitely an experience of joy. Yeah. Went to Gilroy Gardens yesterday. You went to what? Gilroy Gardens. Gilroy Gardens. Ooh. Uh, park. Nice. Which is probably why he's so yeah, horticultural. He's got that, that uh, plant energy, <laughs> cultivation energy. Cool. And that was just something, you know, and I know that you had, you had the week off, and that in and of itself can be an experience of joy as well. Yeah. What else? Yeah. This morning as I was getting ready to go out the door, I was thinking about the you didn't? Where do, I, where do I need to sit? Okay, so I put my things down, and he guided me over to this little, little kid's table, and he had prepared a meal for me on a little plastic plate of wooden, colorful wooden beads. <laughs> Mommy, this is your place here, and this is your plate. So we sat together, and we ate some wooden beads. Wonderful. Wonderful. An experience of joy. 
And at the same time, you're thinking, is this the same boy that just a week ago <laughs> proceeded to, to do something very different? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rebecca? Yeah, there's, it, it touches your heart. And thank you for saying the healthy exchange of joy because that's one of those things that I think it's important for us. We know it in here, but sometimes we need to be reminded. Joy is not a one-way street. Like, there's, it's usually this, this healthy exchange. I like how you phrase that. Anyone else want to share? How did you experience joy in this week? Mr. Tyler, this must be serious. Yeah. So Sometimes just those simple, those simple things, you know. And it's one of those things where, you know, we, we also said a lot of these kind of overlap, these, these three different areas. So we can experience joy, you know, in our heart by something that we do, something that we think, something, you know, a way that we interact with other people. Anyone else, an experience of joy in the last week? Watching a bunch of flocks of birds flying overhead because that's migration season. And that could be enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to be able to see, you know, God's beautiful creation. Kind of doing what it instinctively does. Yeah. That, that made me think of a uh, time that Bill Woolman and I spent uh, sort of a morning bird watching in my backyard. Bill does a lot of bird watching. <laughs> and 
the joy for him. Cindy? Uh, Mike and I were able to get out to go on a bike ride last yesterday. Nice. We left him early in the morning, so it wasn't too hot. We did a 30 mile But we did different. Uh, we, did, we went different ways and a different route. It was just nice to find him able See some different things. Yeah. 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 Assisted pedaling, yeah. <laughs> Not assisted living, assisted pedaling. <laughs> okay, yeah. We're still impressed. Yes, yes. Hey, can you? Yes. Yeah. Please, I actually, uh, you know, we're, we're talking to you with a tough There's joy in that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But many of the Bible verses push us to, to really see that when we have increased understanding, it is, a, it is a thing to rejoice in when we have increased understanding. Yeah. Ezra. My, um, one of my younger brothers uh, was visiting um, this week, and he wanted to go to Yosemite. And so I figured out the day that I could take off so he didn't have to go by himself. And so um, Zion and I went with them. And I haven't been to Yosemite since before any of my kids were born. So cool. I was there once with Karen. Um, but to be able to see it again, yeah. see um, like scenes, you know, that I'd even be, you know, when I painted murals, like people asked me to paint a scene of, of uh, Yosemite. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is the perspective that this photo was taken. That was the reference photo. Um, and then to see my brother Shay, his response to seeing all this stuff, you know, firsthand, just being like, wow. Talk about overwhelming. Because he, yeah. Because he, he lived, he's grown up in the Washington area, so he's been on Mount Rainier and, and mountains that are a lot higher than that. But he says, but the stark difference from you're standing here and it's a straight rock wall up on yeah. the other side is pretty, uh, pretty impressive. And so... For me, just as a big brother, even though we're both adults, um, it's, yeah. it brought me joy just to see his like awe and wonder, and that was fun. And I'm, I'm glad I took the day off work. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yes. You were thinking of something? Oh, okay. No, she said she's still feeling it today. Yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, feet of elevation. To yes. Falls. Yes. Stairs. Twelve hundred. I have, uh, in my office, I have a, a picture of Tanaya Lake, that high lake, like, on the north side of... That was... When we visited during the pandemic, and there was nobody there, which will never, ever happen again, there was nobody at this lake. Like, there was two people. So, yeah, there's... Sometimes being in God's beautiful creation can just... It can rearrange our thinking. Yeah, cool. As you guys listen to all these different expressions of joy or experiences of joy, I hope that it's encouraging to you that there are so, there's such a diversity of ways that we can experience joy. But I know that when we're in the midst of life and in and, and tougher weeks, that all these little things that we do, they don't even have to be that big, they can get lost in the shuffle. 
So I want to encourage you to keep on seeking ways to find or experience those small acts of joy. We all like the big moments, but sometimes it's those little moments just repeated over and over and over that will really be sustaining for us. The question that I'll sort of ask rhetorically, and you can be thinking about this, how, how will you, how is God speaking to your heart in cultivating joy? How will you work to cultivate joy in your life so that it builds and fills you from within? You, you probably heard through this wide range, not everyone is going to experience it in the same way. So there are ways that come more naturally to you. So I want you to really think and lean into that this week, how God is speaking to you to cultivate more joy in your life. When we cultivate these habits, there's always a yield it always yields something in us. We don't know the exact measure of the fruit or the measure of the harvest, but something will happen. The soil is made ready so that we can grow and bear good fruit. So today, open your heart to hear from God. And ask God to, if, you're feeling a little, if your soil is a little hard right now, ask God to soften it, to make you more receptive to experiencing joy in your life. Know that God is already at work in you and he will honor the cultivation work that you do. You're doing this not alone. You're doing this with the Holy Spirit. So that's your source of power in this and your guiding force so that you're not out there on your own. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The good news is that it's never too late to cultivate. There are no irredeemable fields when it comes to human beings. We each have the opportunity to keep at work at this. Romans 14, 17 says this, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. My friends, that is just a taste of the breadth and depth of God's love for you. Thank the Lord for his faithfulness. I'm so grateful for that truth. Thank him for his faithfulness and his loving kindness today. Friends, let's pray. Lord, we praise you. We thank you for your faithfulness in everything and especially your faithfulness to us at every moment, whether we are faithful or not. Lord, in this moment, we ask you for your wisdom as we seek to understand your will. May our lives be worthy. May they please you. God, I pray for each person today that you would touch our hearts as we seek to cultivate joy, we ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us up, to fill up that storehouse, those reserves so that it can overflow around us. We know that when we experience joy, it makes an impact in the rest of our life. It lifts our spirits, if even for a moment. God, we want to continue to bear fruit in every good work as we grow in your knowledge and love. Strengthen us now, we pray. 
We give thanks to you, our Father, for who you are and all you have done. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.